0: You are listening to the Simple Self-Care Podcast by Naturally Randy K. A show dedicated to taking good care through connecting with the natural rhythms of the seasons and your own inner wisdom. I created this podcast to show you that self-care is more than a buzzword and a good intention. It's a vital tool for your healing journey that can fit beautifully into your everyday life. Join me as we explore the nature within and remind ourselves that we are our wisest healer. Today's podcast is sponsored by me, again, with the Simple Self-Care Masterclass. Did you know that I have an entire online course dedicated to creating a simple and effective self-care practice? Maybe, maybe you don't because I don't talk about it too much, but sometimes I do. (laughs) Sometimes I use it as a sponsor of this podcast because why not? Technically it is because it helps me keep doing what I'm doing. So let me ask you, do you find yourself frustrated with finding the time and space at home to properly care for yourself? Do you feel overwhelmed with even just the idea of self-care and you have no idea where to start? Do you wish that you just had some bit of structure to guide you along and give you ideas and insights on how to bring self-care into everyday life? Well, if that sounds like you, then you are in luck. Because... You are exactly who I created this course for. There are seven short and sweet self guided chapters that cover self care 101, how to tune into your own needs, how to work through holdups, how to make an actual space for self care, no matter where you are or how much time you have. And we also cover some basic and very effective go to practices like breathwork, meditation, journaling, therapeutic movement. And it also comes with journaling prompts and instructional videos and audio meditations created by yours truly. And we cover even deeper topics like how to get over guilt of taking care of yourself and create habits that actually stick. It really is everything you need to get started with all things self-care and to refresh your current practices. So you can learn more and sign up immediately, get instant access at naturallyrandyk.com slash masterclass. That's naturally r-a-n-d-i-k-a-y.com slash masterclass. And I have a special $20 off discount code for you podcast listeners. Just enter in podcast friend, all lowercase at checkout. Okay. Okay. Neat. Now, on to today's guest which I'm very very excited about. Today I have my friend and mentor Michelle Knight from Brand Mary Coaching on to talk about well, all sorts of things. She's very wise in so many areas. I actually hired her back in November to help me with some rebranding and messaging for Naturally Randy K and So if you notice, like all these changes with like my podcast intro or the whole look and feel of my website changed and a lot of more concise messaging and clearer messaging has been coming out lately. And all of these are thanks to Michelle nudging me along and helping me get clearer and clearer on what I want to give to the world. And through this process, as I got to know her, it just seemed like we kept being in alignment on so many things just revolving our businesses around our life goals and self-care and the greater good. And she recently, like very recently, a few months ago, downsized her whole life. She sold her house and a bunch of her belongings and moved into an RV with her husband, her child, her cat, I think, and even her dog. And we get to hear from the dog a little bit in this episode, which I kept in because I think it's cute. But they all live together in an RV bumming around the country now, so she shares some really cool insights about that process, about the power of letting go, which you regular listeners know that I'm a big fan of. And we also talk about building a life around your definition of freedom and how to create freedom from wise structure and routine, which seems like the opposite of freedom, but it's not. So we talk about that and the importance of constantly checking in with what you need and how you are evolving, sharing your hopes and dreams with others and how to get them on board. We also talk about the danger of getting too comfortable, which is really interesting, and all sorts of other things. It's really a great conversation. I love chatting with Michelle and hearing her passion and insights on all things. So I think you're really going to love it, and that's it. Enjoy.
1: Um, Okay, let's see. My story is uh, quite a long one, so let's figure out the Cliff Notes version here. Um, So, my name is Michelle Knight, and I am a branding and business mentor. I'm also a mama to a three year old toddler and a wife to a, a Sagittarius that tries to keep my head in the clouds. And I live full time in a trailer. So, About three years ago, my son was born and I had full intentions of going back to work I worked in the nonprofit sector doing communications, marketing, and advocacy. And after my son was born, I went through a really difficult postpartum experience where I no longer identified with the woman that I once was. And therefore, really struggled to connect with being a mother, but also being a woman. Who was that now? Like (laughs) It wasn't who I was before. And as a result, I started to explore the idea of creating something new. Basically starting over is the way that I describe it. And that led me to starting my own business. I suddenly had a desire to kind of take everything that I had done before and um, go at it alone in a way that would allow me to really step into freedom fully. I've always been striving for a free life, um, countering that with a desire to be a perfectionist and have a specific status in the world. And I was finally kind of letting that freedom go wild. And as a result, I started this business and um, scaled it to the point where I was able to leave my nine to five. Grow a community of thousands of women. I've done it all with my son by my side. And just in the last eight months, we have retired my husband from his job, sold our home, and now travel the United States in a 36 foot travel trailer.
0: <laughs> no, but I know, it's so <laughs> weird. Like, say it. Right? I mean, because you've been dreaming of that for a while, and now it's like your reality, you're there.
1: Yeah, it's always been kind of a five year plan for us. I remember, and that was like two years ago, so it happened a little faster. But there have been a lot of things in our lives that, especially last year, that really accelerated our need to make this happen. You know, a couple of them were losing ones that we loved, and it really causes us to look at the way that we are living and say, is this really? the best that we can be, you know, like, is this really what we want to be doing or is this what we feel like we should be doing? And I feel like Ben and I always ask ourselves that question just over and over again, every single day. And when you're kind of hit and affected by the grieving process, you take a really hard look at what's happening. And, and for Ben, it was, he didn't want to be in retail anymore. Like, do you blame him? <laughs> it's like he had been in it for eight years and. um I remember he was home with us during the grieving process. He took like two weeks off. He had lost his mother um, from cancer last year and he was getting ready to go back. And I was like, it's been so nice to have you here. And he went into this whole thing about like, if I was ever to leave my job, I would say this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, clearly you've thought about this. So how do we make it happen? And we were like, I think the way that we do it is going tiny, like removing distractions and bringing you home for good. So It's been a wild ride, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I want to get to that
0: for sure. Before we get too far away from the word you used, uh, freedom, that's a big part of your branding, and it seemed to be just a common thing that kept coming up for you. And so, one, how did you define it for yourself but also like maybe expounding upon the idea that freedom it looks differently for everyone else so how do people find their version of it
1: yeah for for me freedom is living without restrictions and so those are my own restrictions they cannot be defined by anyone else and i think sometimes we get into a cycle of letting other people define us and i lived that way for a really long time you know you have to Do amazing in school, you know and get straight A's and then you have to go to college and And then you have to work at this type of job and you have to get married and live in this community Like I think it's just ingrained in us as a society that that's what we have to do We have to reach for the status quo And for some people that's their definition of freedom For some people, they really love being in that type of environment and that works for them. But for me, that was like never the case. And I was fighting it over and over and over again. And again, we kind of touched on the grieving process. Um, But I think the first time I really questioned this was when I lost my brother to cancer 10 years ago and was just like, how do I actually want to live? Like how what like what if i could if there were no restrictions on my life how would i live and that's when i really started thinking about freedom in that way and it didn't happen overnight it's been small changes over and over again but i'm always asking myself that question like how can i live fully to so not just my full potential but also in a way that brings me the most joy to marie kondo on us like what brings me the most joy in my life and that doesn't make me feel like i'm in a tiny little box don't do well. I'm a tiny little, I just don't do well. I'm living in a tiny little box. What are okay. um, don't put me in a tiny little box. And so I think that's always been like living without restrictions. And then one thing I've noticed in the entrepreneur space to kind of touch on the definition of freedom, this has been really important to me, especially in the past six months when I think women are going into running a business and thinking that this is what defines success or these particular standards define, um, freedom because there's a bunch of influencers and people telling us that that's what we should be valuing. And I really don't agree with any of that. And I think that you can have, you know, a really successful business without a lot of stuff. And I think you can have a really beautiful life without, um, you know, a Gucci bag, or I don't even know what is a good designer bag. I'm so bad at this. I'm at no the same place for like five years. <laughs> I Target. Same. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, it's again, it's, it's just more restrictions to me. It's just these false expectations. And then we start believing them to be true for ourselves. And it's really my goal to allow women to kind of create their own path and create their own definition of freedom and know that that is enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, that really fits in alignment with my goal with teaching self care. You know, it's just like it, there isn't this one size fits all definition or someone's practice. It's actually very dangerous when you create your self care practice how someone else is doing it. And so when you can really tune into that core part of yourself and ask those hard questions that can translate into your business, your definition of success, how you take care of yourself. It really starts to become this holistic view of your life instead of trying to compartmentalize everything. To, and then everything's kind of out of alignment. There's no uh, cohesiveness to what you're doing. And I think that leads to a lot of stress and dis-ease.
1: Absolutely. And I think it like it plays such a big role in running a business, but also in relationships and as a mother. And if, even if you're working a nine to five, like if you're not doing things that are in alignment with who you are as a person, we are all different. And you're trying to meet someone else's expectations. It's really going to affect you, I think, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And that's what I love about your version of self care. Your definition of self care is, and what resonated so well with me is that it's like, what do you actually want to do? And like, how do we make that? How, like, what feels good to you? Like, I don't think we ask ourselves that question enough. Cause it's a hard question. And like you said, it brings, sometimes it can bring up some really deep stuff. I don't know if I can cuss on your podcast that, um, <laughs> that we don't want to deal with. And My husband was saying the other day that freedom isn't free. Like you have to work really hard to have a life of freedom. You have to make really hard decisions because it's easy to go with the flow. It's easy to spin on the hamster wheel and do what all your friends are doing. But if you want to step outside of that and do something different, it's difficult.
0: Yeah, that actually leads to my next question is like the difference between – restrictions, like being free of restrictions, but also having structure. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cause it seems like those, like, cause I've struggled with that as like a very free spirited person who loves to just flit about is that like, I, to me, that is like, I don't want any structure. I don't want any, rest- like they've been the same thing, Yeah, but really I found that in the structure, in intentional living and setting some boundaries that leads to freedom, which seems like counterintuitive. So can you touch on that? Because I know you're a big fan of productivity and systems and things.
1: I am. And my husband is not. So this is something like we're like still kind of working through and trying to understand each other a little bit because now that we're kind of both here and in this small space. So I think You hit the nail on the head with a lot of people who identify themselves as free spirited. The idea of having a routine or a structure mimics like being put in a tiny little box. You know what I mean? They're like, but no, I don't want to follow your rules. And one of the things that I've really started to incorporate into my own life in terms of structure are habits. So it's not so much that like my day has to look the same every single day, or I have to do the exact same thing every single day, because I think. That can also lead us to a point where we're just kind of going with emotions, but having these small habits that we can incorporate into our day to day that allow us to be our most productive. So for me, my habits have to be really centered in my morning. Like morning has to be my anchor and one of my habits has to be movement. Now I don't have to move the exact same way every single day. I don't have to work out for 40 minutes every single day, but I do have to have a habit of movement. I also have to have a habit of like checking in with myself. And so I think you can have these small structured elements to your day to day that increase your productivity without feeling like you're a robot every single day. Because when you choose to be an entrepreneur, or you tr- choose to you know live a nomadic life you're doing that because you don't want every day to look exactly the same but there still has to be that grounding principle and i think that's the whole idea of structuring and habits is that it kind of makes you feel a little bit more in control of what's going on which i think is necessary like you have to have that yin and yang of woo go with the flow but also like bringing it back home
0: Yeah. It sounds like it's just a process of really getting to know yourself and knowing your strengths and weaknesses and being able to identify what is like healthy structure and what is unhealthy structure and like dancing between the two.
1: Totally. And it's different for every single person. Like I am a high performer. If you were to categorize me based on research, I'm considered a high performer. So what I can handle in terms of structure and work in a day to day is different than I'm just, I feel like I'm talking about my husband a lot, but like <laughs> in a tiny box. So, um, but his is very different. Like his structure might just be like, a like sit down and have coffee in the morning. You know what I mean? Like that might be all that is structured. That's me. But, that is mine. Yeah. I know. You're so similar. But it's still (laughs) having that. Like That's still your grounding principle. So you really have to know yourself. And I think it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. You have to be willing to ask those hard questions. If you feel things that are out of whack or you feel like you're not moving forward in the way that you would like to be moving forward, whatever your goal is, you have to sit down and be like, why is this happening? Like, am I not... Do I not have these habits in place that are going to help me? Am I trying to be someone that I'm not? Am I, I always say, am I not living to my fullest potential? My son's going to love that when he gets like 15. He's going to be like, you say that one more time. And so again, I think it's like every single person is different and no one person can tell you what you need to be doing every single day. That's why I think the idea of like, this is what you need to be doing every morning to be successful is really detrimental. Like we've talked about before, like. That might work for me but might it's probably not going to work for you and everyone kind of has to find their their own version of structure habits and productivity.
0: For sure. It reminds me of when um so you've been you've worked with me on my business and I was listening to one of your uh voice memos and my husband was around and you were very passionate about something in the call in your voice memo and Nate he's like she's good for you like (laughs) because you are like you're very passionate about like let's do this and this and this okay cool solved you know (laughs) and I was like like that's what I need because I'm like the exact opposite and like when it comes to like getting things done it's like you know you're just like a good fit for me that way because that's not my normal way of going about things and sometimes that when it comes to like business, sometimes you need that opposite energy to like serve you, you know? So anyway, I love that.
1: I, mean, yeah. like, I if anyone asks me what like my strongest like suit is, it's definitely got to be like step-by-step task management. Mm-hmm. Like I can pretty much see any situation and I know my clients so well that like what I told you is probably different than what I told somebody else. But like yeah. I know my clients in that way that I'm like, okay, hey, this is how we got to break this down. Um, mm-hmm. So fun for me. I nerd out on that stuff.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. good. And I think that's an example of like I know myself well enough to know, like when I need my, like my own way of doing things like with my self-care. But then when it comes to like, I have so much resistance in getting some things done with my website and with my business. And that's when I need to call in somebody that has mm-hmm. different strengths and a different way of going about it. So again, it's this just like taking the time to get to know yourself and and feeling empowered that you can make the call instead of always looking to someone else to tell you how you are Absolutely.
1: yes 100% i think i think sometimes we make the mistake of not trusting ourselves enough and we 9 times out of 10 have the answer it's already there you know what i mean sometimes we might need help structuring that or like breaking it down or like putting it into an action plan But I think one of the best things that we can do as people, especially as women, is to get to know ourselves on a really intimate level of like what lights us up, what stresses us out, what causes overwhelm, what brings us joy, what brings ease, and like really identify those things to create a life of freedom, right? To create a life that feels so good inside, outside, all around us. Um, As much as possible because it all starts with like knowing ourselves everything business motherhood wife human (laughs) all of it well and I think
0: for you um it sounds like it didn't start to really with your business and the flow of your home life it didn't really start to all work until you catered it to every area of your life And didn't compartmentalize. This is how I am in my relationship. This is how I am as a mother. This is how I am as a business owner. It's like, oh man, this all has to kind of go together somehow. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, people come to me a lot and they're like, oh, I don't really want to combine this and this. And I'm kind of like, it's not really possible. Like, you know, you don't have to air your dirty laundry online all the time. Like, no one needs to know about every conversation I'm having with my husband. But they have to be intertwined in that way because they're all a part of me, right? They're all an extension of who I am. And so what I always say is that becoming an entrepreneur was fast track and personal development. Like all the stuff that I didn't want to come up came up as <laughs> like a mirror to like my entire life. And you have two choices. You can either push it away which probably isn't going to work out for you because it's going to come back later, or you can start to work through the process of dealing with it and uncovering whether that's past trauma or, um, you know, emotional blocks that have been there, things that you've been telling yourself for, for years and years, um, things in your relationship as a mother, whatever it is. And so every day I'm evolving because every day I'm asking myself those important questions of what feels blocked, what's coming up for me. But, um, it's not easy. It's, I don't, like, <laughs> I try to tell this to all my clients. Like, please don't think that this is an easy journey. It can be so joyful and it can be a beautiful experience. But you, And you're creating your own story. Like, you get to write the story every single day. But you have to be, like, willing to do the work and deal with the stuff that comes up for you.
0: Yes. I... <laughs> uh-huh. amen um yeah i was talking about this i was speaking for a at a conference for social workers the other day and i was talking to them about how like what it takes to actually be a space holder for healing and mm. um because that I, I mean i view social workers as healers as well and it's like and so many of them were just like tired and and taking it all on and i and i get that and i've been there with my own work and it's just like to be able to show up how you want to show up to be able to perform how you need to and want to you have to do the this hard work and you have to integrate it into your day like for me grounding myself and tuning into myself and whatever so self-carry things I do is part of my like opening the studio, like turning on the lights and putting the clean towels out. And then I like do my grounding. Like it has to become, um, these unglamorous little pockets of time where you do what you need to do to be who you want to be. And it's not always fun and I don't always feel like it. And, all this stuff, but it's, um, it's part of it. And people don't realize that or think that, I don't know, not exceptions is the wrong word, but kind of like, Oh, well, that's good for somebody else, but I can't, because I need to do this.
1: You yeah. Know? Yeah. I was just talking about this on my, insta stories the other day about the idea of self-sabotage and Mm -hmm. excuses and how we really can convince ourselves that we don't have time for that or that won't work for us um and how that can really hold us back from being you know the best versions of ourselves and i'm a sucker for this like you think I'm good at like breaking things down for you and like telling you what you need to do. I'm so good at not listening to myself. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I am the queen of excuses. Like I can convince myself to not do anything. <laughs> it's really <laughs> powerful. I remember like not being able to convince myself not to go to college classes like every morning. Like I would, and then I would convince my husband that it was like a good idea that I didn't have to go. <laughs> like, this is a skill. <laughs> and like one of them for me has been fitness and, and morning routine because I am a high performer and so and and I am just like let's just get to work. Like let's just get into it. But I'm never as productive or happy or I get really irritable halfway through the day because I didn't take that time to ground myself. And I know you were talking about social workers, especially like the nonprofit world, which is where I started like the nonprofit sector, they just work all the time because it the work just light them up like it makes them feel so good and i did it for a really long time but um if you're not the best version of yourself then you can't serve other people and i think we really have to take the time and the energy even if it is like 5 minutes to like folding laundry is one of my self-care things because it causes me to like calm down <laughs> you know and so you have to find like you said those pockets that allow you to just like for a little bit, which can be difficult. Um, And one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, I I love that you use the laundry example
0: because an experiment I've been doing with myself lately is reframing the tasks that I don't want to do as an act of self-love. And one of them is the dishes. Like, I don't know I hate the dishes and I don't have a dishwasher like I'm I'm the dishwasher and like my husband and I have had like stupidest little tips about washing dishes like it's just like one of those things and lately I've been like okay I've been using it as um, this is inner workings of my brain but like as like this is something that I'm doing nice for future Randy the Randy that wakes up in the morning and makes coffee. Like, how is she going to feel if these dishes are here? Mm. And so I'm like, okay, future Randy, I'm going to do this for you. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, thanks past Randy. That was really nice of you. Like, and, I, and there's been times when I've literally said it out loud and it like creates this fun little relationship with myself. Um, and it motivates me to like do these things and then create like the act now becomes like a joyful act of love that I'm doing for someone else because we always feel more willing to do things for someone else. So, um, it's my little neurotic way of (laughs) doing things. Um, and it's been really fun. It's turned it into like a, a fun little thing. And so it's a lot of what we're doing is it's a reframing of like what needs to be done anyway. Finding a new purpose for it or going about it a little bit differently. It's not always this huge 180 of how we are. It's just making these little tweaks to serve us. And I love that you love folding laundry. Maybe that'll be my next one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's like, because again, I was telling my husband this last night too, like any opportunity that I have to slow down is really good for me, but it's one of those things that's like not top of my list. Again, I know myself enough to know that. And I've done a lot of work and I read a lot of books to know that um, laying on the couch for like two hours is not a version of self-care for me. You know, working out is self-care for me and like high intensity working out, you know. Um, But I do have to have those small moments where it's like, not a lot of brain power being used, not a lot of energy exerted to fill my cup back up.
0: I've been exercising too. I'm on my second week of doing a, like a, a formalized workout in the morning, which I'm so resistant to, but I'm starting to feel a lot better. And I'm learning like, oh, maybe the way I always viewed my morning isn't the best because I just didn't define myself as like a pick up and work out kind of person. And whenever I tried, I kind of failed because I was thinking I needed to go to the gym and do it a specific way. But then I downloaded this app that has like body weight exercises at home, which is like similar. It's like a level up from my yoga practice. And I'm like, Oh, this is totally doable. And I feel really good. And so that even has been like, I'm changing even my opinion of myself and what I've always said about like, well, I don't do that. And I'm like, well, maybe I do. And maybe I like it, you know? So it's interesting.
1: I think we evolve too. Like we evolve as humans. Right. And so I think that's another level of self-awareness. It's like, well, maybe for you, that wasn't what you needed, you know, three or four years ago, but now you do, you know? And so I think, again, it's that awareness and asking ourselves like, what do I need right now? Like I went through a period where I only wanted to do yoga and my body loved it. And my mind loved it. And then like recently, my whole morning routine has completely shifted since we have started nomadic living. And one of the things that I've been craving is like hard exercising and like high intensity. So I've been biking and running and lifting weights and I feel amazing. And that's just what my body needs this particular season. But again, I had to like listen to it and not tell it no. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So what, what are
0: your techniques of tuning into yourself? What have you done to kind of help you make these transitions in life? Cause I'm sure, and I know that, and I went through this too, in the beginning was like, well, how do you listen to yourself? How do you know, what do you actually do to figure that out?
1: Yeah. So I think in the, beginning for me i love that you talked about talking to yourself because i'm a big fan of talking (laughs) to myself like my husband says i'm never quiet which is very accurate um so even if no one's around i'm just having a conversation with myself and i think in the beginning i had to actively ask myself questions so i had to like every morning be like how do i feel this morning and either like physically write the question in a journal Or verbally like say it, um, what do I need this morning? You know? And so I was starting with like almost prompting myself to answer some questions and, you know, you could do this yourself or you could get one of those like journals that actually ask you questions. But I find that like, not just in the beginning when I'm trying to like, when I was trying to learn to tune in and pay attention, free writing didn't work for me cause I would just like avoid <laughs> what actually needed to be like, Oh, today's a good day, you know, <laughs> or I'm excited about this. And so having those questions was really, really important for me in the beginning. And then that has evolved. So then it created this awareness where if I am in a mood or I feel overly stressed, I am now prompted to immediately be like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What's coming up for me? And what do I need to do to change this mood? And it's almost immediate now, but that's been a three-year journey. And so you can't, I believe, expect to just like immediately be in tune with yourself. Like right away, you're like, today I'm going to just listen to myself all day. Like if you haven't been doing it your entire life and you've been kind of avoiding the deep conversations, it's not going to be easy. So you have to start with those really small questions and kind of, work your way into that. And so now I really focus my mornings on connecting and grounding. And so I get up early, which I'm not a morning person, but I need time without a child, you know, (laughs) around me. And so I've like slowly gotten up earlier, which has been amazing. We talked about the working out because I felt like my body needed that. Mm -hmm. I just needed that inspiration and that like jolt in the morning. And then I take time to, to free write, and again, just like ask myself, what do I need today? What's coming up for me? Um, how can I be the best version of myself today? And and the other thing that I do every single day is I actually um, write my goals, like my the 10 goals that I'm working on, because I find that that really just like keeps me focused and attentive to like, and it's not just all business, really. It's like being a great wife and how I want to be as a mother and, you know, the, the type of friend I want to be, I think um, that's been huge for me as well in terms of my self-care.
0: Speaking of motherhood, and I think we can hear your son in the background. That's my dog. Oh, that's your dog. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, sweet. He's hanging out. (laughs) Um, How do you – there's been – I get a lot of questions from people like, well, how do I do this when I have kids and people demanding my time. And it's been cool to see you even online share that like your son is there with you as you're meditating or doing yoga and it doesn't, sometimes it's super messy, but like you're still there doing it with Mm -hmm. him. So could you share some, share some tips on that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, in the beginning I had no other choice than for my son to be with me because my husband was working and it was just the two of us at home. And so I had I had a choice, right? I either don't do these things that better me as a person or I do it with him and I make it work for our situation. And so that was a choice that I had to make in the beginning. And so I started to create a routine for us that fit our lifestyle rather than like we were talking, trying to do this like level of self-care that was like expected of me from Pinterest or social media or something like that. And so for us, that really looked like, I mean, we started when he was a baby. So I used to meditate and he was really little. So he would just kind of like lay there. Um, but as he got older, I incorporated him and made him part of the process. It was a learning experience for him as well. So my son like knows namaste, like he, if you fold your hands, he'll be like, namaste. Like that's what his like word (laughs) is. Um, we started talking about, like, I explained to him that like, this is mommy's like 10 minutes of like inward reflection. Do you want to do it with me? And so I would give him a choice. I'm like, you can sit here quietly with me with your hands and namaste, or you can go play with your toys in the other room. And some days he'll go play with his toys. And some days he would sit there quietly. And in the beginning, it wasn't a full 10 minutes, right? It'd be like, Two minutes, and then he'd be like, "Mom," and I'd be like, "Okay." So it's also a practice in patience as well. (laughs) But you know, as he's gotten older, and as we've continued the repetition, because I think that's part of the process, he's really um, learned what that time is. And then the same with working out. Like I've already shared, like that's really important to me. My son has his own little weights, and so he'll get on the yoga mat. And when he was little, he would just like pretend to like squat and stuff. But now he knows downward dog and you know lifting weights and. In the beginning, it was because I wanted to be the best version of myself and that's why I included him. But now I have so realized that like this has been one of the best growth like practices for him as well. Like he's a three-year-old who understands the power of meditation, inward reflection, and taking care of his body. So by incorporating him into my self care, he's been able to see the importance of that and make that a top priority. So I think that sometimes when we are moms, we're like, well, I can't do that because of our kids. When really we are, by doing this, we are helping our kids even more. Like we're allowing them to truly learn the value of putting ourselves first and practicing self-care.
0: Yes. Thank you for sharing that (laughs) because, um, I mean, that's exactly right. I feel like we have the opportunity to create a new normal with how we do something. And we have an opportunity to teach people, positive coping tools and you, whether it's with your family or even at work i mean i have clients that will create like self-care like a self-care break like one of my clients does i mentioned this a lot but she does something called roga where at 2:15 every day everyone stands up and they do yoga in their row of cubicles oh
1: my gosh i love that
0: <laughs> yeah and it's just like but she made the invitation and it's like everyone else wants to be doing it, but nobody feels like they can. And so, when, but when you stand up for it, it, it's really, you know, it can be really surprising that it's really not that hard. And if somebody's, you know, being dumb about it, then let them, you know, haters gotta hate. Like, it doesn't matter.
1: They don't <laughs> like to let, be part of that journey. Yeah. It's <laughs> like,
0: hey, okay, they're gonna choose their own reality, but it's like, we do have this great opportunity to create this space in our homes with our family dynamic. And, uh, it's so important. It's so important to flip that script that it's not selfish. It's actually a way of, um, serving your family more.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think so many of us in this generation specifically grew up with moms who necessarily didn't make themselves the top priority. And, um, you know, I know that's a story for a lot of my friends and my mom and I have had this conversation openly, like she didn't know any better. Like you just, you take care of your children and they're, they're the top priority. And I think like there's a new wave of motherhood that's happening where we really realize that we cannot serve others if we aren't serving ourselves and it doesn't have to be separate it can if that works best for you like if it works for you to go do it by yourself without your kid that's okay too like there's no rules but do know that if that's not an option for you and you have your children there and you have to incorporate them in the practice that it is possible
0: <laughs> your dog really wants to be on the podcast
1: oh god <laughs> I'm I'm
0: it's okay i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay I understand Um, this is the (laughs) joy of living in a trailer like you can't there's only so much I can do I don't have a door (laughs) so speaking of the trailer can you share a little bit about what it was like selling your home where you had your son was born you had all of these memories like Letting go of all of that and then adjusting to this life. What what would you say have been your biggest takeaways about that process?
1: Um yeah. Or, <laughs> um, or your
0: biggest struggles. <laughs> Maybe um, not enough time has passed for them to be life
1: lessons yet. Yeah, I mean it's only been two months, which is insane because it feels like we've been doing this for like a year. Um, but I think that the 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 biggest thing was that the giving away things the the minimum going minimal the um whatever you want to call it was actually a lot easier than i thought it was going to be like originally i thought this was going to be so hard to give away our stuff now selling our home was very difficult because there were a lot of emotional connections there but still like i'm kind of over it you know what i mean like i have moments where i'm like Oh, my living room or, Oh, the, my son was born at home. So, Oh, you know, watching him, you know, in the room that he was born and things like that. But overall that has been like, that part has been pretty easy to handle. And I surprised myself every single day because we just got rid of even more stuff. Like we in the trailer, I was like, how did we still have more stuff? Like, I'm always looking for ways to just like minimize and simplify and kind of streamline stuff now that I've started this process. And I think that that's probably been the most surprising piece of the puzzle because it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. The biggest struggle I'd say goes back to what we talked about regarding habits. Like everything that we knew before, the life that we originally had, is now completely different. Like our way of living is different. We're starting over. We're starting over as parents, um as like as an entrepreneur I'm starting over, as you know, husband and wife we're starting over. Just even our day to day is completely different. Like I have to walk my dog now. Before I just let her in the backyard. That's why she's yelling at me. And so it's like all of these small changes we're still figuring it out like we're still like kind of discovering what this new way of life like we spent 2930 years living one way <laughs> and now we're 2 months in living in a completely new way we feel like baby infants you know mm-hmm. like learning to walk again literally like we now are in a place where we feel that we have our sea legs in terms of RV living. Like we know how to like hitch up the RV and drive and like what it needs and how to like pack it up. So now it's like, okay, now how do we create kind of our day to day with this lifestyle as well? And one of the things we've really realized about ourselves is that we can't be jumping around too much. We need to stay in one place for like a week and then kind of, go explore a new location. And so that's been something new because we were kind of like, oh, we'll go here and here and here and here. And we did that in the beginning. and We were like, no, that does not work for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that, you know, I think it just goes back to what we've been talking about in terms of just always asking those questions. Like this isn't, this way of living um, is not easy but it's so much fun. Like it's so much fun to be able to choose a day and go see the grand Canyon or midday be like, I'm going to the beach or go explore like a national forest. You know what I mean? Like those are the things that we've always wanted to do. And now it's just discovering every single day, new ways of doing all the other things like the dishes and the laundry (laughs) and giving the kid a bath. And, um, It's been, it's been really a beautiful process, but it's not over yet. It's just ongoing. I I feel one of the things that I always tell people is that like when you start to feel comfortable, ugh, that's a sure sign that like things are not actually going very well. Like I feel like whenever we start to get too comfortable, we're not asking the hard questions. We're not challenging ourselves in that way. We're not growing, and so. We're really challenging ourselves with this experience, uh, but we're growing so much, like accelerated growth as a couple, me as a business owner, as a mother, just as a woman, and that's been really cool to see.
0: Yeah, that is why I'm such a huge proponent of travel, because for me, I was very vagabondy in my twenties mm-hmm. and liked it that way. And that was kind of my game plan to be that way the rest of my life. Um, as far as like location living, but it's interesting because I moved back to Fargo, like just as a stint saves money. And then I was going to be off on my next thing. And I've been here for six years now mm-hmm. and I bought a house and I have a business like a brick and mortar here. And it's like so opposite of what I thought. But to me, that was the that was the next version of that for me. It was actually being more settled in a location and having the adventure of bigger commitments, I think, in that yeah. regard. Um, and, but, so that was cool and I've kind of settled there. But now it's like the the bigger trips. I love living in Fargo because I travel and I travel to get uncomfortable. It's like a very satisfying discomfort of being in a different culture and a different place, having to let go of my usual way of doing things. and it it's so important. So I think no matter what lifestyle you choose, where you're at on your life adventure journey, and what that looks like is finding ways to still get out of your comfort zone and to and Fargo's a really a really comfortable place and that people don't usually think of that because we have super extreme winters Mm -hmm. and not comfortable whatsoever, but the actual like day-to-day life is very comfortable. We have a good economy. We don't have a ton of traffic, you know, it's easy to get around and there's really nice people and, and you, and you can just get stuck here and you can get Mm -hmm. really comfortable. And maybe you've experienced that living in the Midwest as well, Mm -hmm. but, um, so, I especially encourage like those types of cities and and paces to just make the space for for travel and to see new things and see new people and take on new ways of living
1: yeah, I think travel is like allows us to expand faster than anything else because and I think a specific type of travel, you know what I mean like Ben and I have always been huge advocates for living and being part of a culture. Like when we go, when we went to Italy, you know, we stayed in an apartment like we didn't stay in a hotel and it makes you uncomfortable. Like you have to like figure out where things are and choose restaurants and get completely lost. Like we get lost every time we travel, but they're the best stories and they allow us to grow as humans because we're put in a tough situation that we have to then figure out how to deal with. And For us, traveling was always like um, something that you did every, for growing up, it was like something that you did every like summer, right? That's when you traveled. And when Ben and I became a couple, we started traveling right away and it still was like every six months or 90 days, because that's just how it worked with the work schedule. So for us, this is kind of our gypsy wanderlust like opportunity, but so I'm doing what you did in your twenties and my thirties with a kid. (laughs) <laughs> which is extra, uh,
0: uh, extra, <laughs> we get extra, period. extra. <laughs> no, which is good. I mean, that's like, it was easier to do in my twenties. It's probably it. You have to be a lot more intentional now with everything, mm-hmm. you know, and really, and really choose into it. And I think that whole thing of comfort too, I, I've been guilty of this as well, but just being comfortable in my stress, mm. being comfortable, in being a victim being a com- like getting comfortable and almost addicted to intensity and drama because mm-hmm. if you're like I don't know especially here I feel like when there's not a lot going on in our town sometimes it's like the exciting thing is with interpersonal dramas or what you I know
1: doing.
0: yeah and it's just like that can feel even though it it's not it doesn't Sound like fun? It's like we get comfortable in our ruts and comfortable in our uh, negative thoughts and stories. And how can we scramble that up and and prove to ourselves um, we can be different? I mean, being on a health journey is not comfortable whatsoever, <laughs> but we feel better afterwards. Like there's just so much to gain from whatever version is available to you, and what and just what comes your way of. getting out of that comfort zone is just so important and it's cool when it looks in in such a dramatic way like um what you're doing it's such an amazing vehicle for these just true principles no matter your situation literally a vehicle
1: literally a vehicle (laughs) just driving around. And I think too, like one of the things that you said, I think we talked, you talked about boundaries a little bit earlier, but I think boundaries are so important when you are in a situation that you want to change or you want to um, modify, right? Like sometimes we have to have those hard conversations and set boundaries, even with the ones that we love. So even if it's a health journey, right? And you're on it, but your spouse isn't, or like in our situation, like, packing up and leaving our friends and leaving our family, even though so many people didn't understand it. Sometimes you have to set not just those like physical boundaries, but also those emotional boundaries and let people know that you 100% understand where they're coming from and, and, you know, their, their views and the way that they are feeling, but you are ultimately doing this for you and your family and your, your definition of freedom. And, um, that's okay. okay to do the things and nobody else understand them. Yeah. There's been times
0: when like, I've been forced to do that with various life situations and it's just like, that is what it is. I'm doing something differently. And, and you have to get over it and I have to get over it. Mm -hmm. And now it's become like so much easier to just choose doing something differently instead of like the life situation coming your way. But it's like, yeah, this is how I go about it. And in in Fargo, I uh, see now I feel like I'm calling out Fargo a lot, but that's not where I'm at. <laughs> but they, it's funny, like a uh, funny like language thing here is people will say, "Oh, that's interesting." Like they won't pull out say, "Like you're super weird," they'll just say,
1: "Interesting." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that like, like- is a Midwest thing too. I feel like I've heard my mom say that multiple times. <laughs> And
0: I feel like whenever I get that reaction, I know I'm on the right track. I'm like yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. Wanna come? Wanna know more? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's good. Well, I love what you're doing. I love what you're putting out there. Um, you know, not only just from a, a business inspiration perspective, but just your ability to to go there and to experiment and be vulnerable and let us come along with you and learn as you go. So how can people follow along and find you? And do you have anything coming up for people to be aware of?
1: Yeah. So my favorite place to hang out right now is Instagram. That's where I'm really showing behind the scenes of like traveling and being a mom and running my business. So um, it's at brand Mary Coaching on Instagram. And then if you are an entrepreneur and you want to connect with me or learn a little bit more about becoming an entrepreneur, because I help women start their businesses as well as scale their businesses. I have a ton of free resources and a blog and a YouTube channel, and you can check all of that out at brandmary.com. Wonderful anything else you want the people to know the people um i think my biggest like mission for 2019 is what we talked about like the whole definition of freedom and just knowing that you get to define that like that you as a person as the you know the writer of your life you get to define what freedom means for you and i just encourage you to always be asking the hard questions of like am i living my most free life am i living my most joyful life and what are those small things that you can start doing to get you closer to that? Cool. I dig it. I dig it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Yay. Sorry about the dog, dude.
0: There are so many wonderful takeaways from this conversation. And I think it's definitely even worth going back and listening to multiple times. The couple of things that really stood out to me was this idea of freedom and how. You know, for one person, it looks like living in an RV, bumming around the country, and another person, it looks like being able to end work at 5 o'clock and pursue hobbies and, and time with family without stress. It just really depends on where you're at, and it's all about creating wise structure and what you are needing on on a very individual basis. Freedom is not forcing yourself into someone else's definition of what that looks like. I've found that in my life, and it's hard, but it's really worth it. It's worth the work that we talked about. And then the idea of getting too comfortable. It's a tricky one because we do want to be comfortable with ourselves in our own body, with what we're doing, but it's getting complacent. That is the danger. It's when we're too comfortable to really become the person that we want to become. And growth does not come from comfort. You know, I like to using nature as I do. Even the idea of of like a bird hatching, you know, it has to work. It has to build muscle. It has to try as hard as it can to break free. So then when it is free, it has the tools that it needs to fly. How's that for a cheesy metaphor? But you get what I mean? So I hope you found this conversation inspiring, relatable, and it gave you a few ideas of some things you can start to modify to work towards and get clear on what that freedom looks like for you. And when it comes to business, I definitely recommend working with Michelle. I know she is opening up some one-on-one coaching spots. So be sure to check her out on Instagram at Brand Mary and her website brandmary.com and there'll be links to this in the show notes. And if you need extra support with your self-care journey and coming up with a personalized plan that works just for you in your life, in your situation, you can nutshell version, get it in my simple self-care masterclass at naturallyrandyk.com slash masterclass, enter in podcast friend to save $20. Or if you recall, I am writing a special on my month-long mentoring program to the end of May, get $100 off. And you can check that out. That's where we work one-on-one together for an entire month. And that's really powerful. It's probably my favorite thing to do with people to offer the world um, because it's uh, I see the most results with that kind of work. And you can check that out at naturallyrandyk.com mentoring. That's all I have for you, I hope you're doing well. Please stay tuned. Next episode will be the last episode of season three. Oh my goodness. And it's going to be a good one. So I think <laughs> it's going to be a QA. and a So if you have any questions, let me know. And if you ask me the questions, then it'll for sure be good because I'll be addressing your needs. <laughs> so feel free to send in any questions on my website, on my Instagram and NaturallyRandyK. And I look forward to catching you there. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Randy Kay, a holistic wellness practitioner and educator. Through my online resources and one-on-one mentoring programs, I teach women holistic ways to tune in to their inner wisdom and establish healing seasonal practices so they can know how to heal their own pain and feel healthy and at home from the inside out. And until we meet again, take good care and enjoy the journey.